You are listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast with me, Diana Osagi, the author of the book, Courageous Leadership. This is the place where inspirational leaders and everyday heroes share their inside stories of leadership. Today's episode features a guest sharing their mistakes, mishaps and triumphs. Let's dive in. Guys, welcome again to another episode of Mistakes, Mishap and Triumphs. As usual, I let my guests introduce themselves and say what they do for a living. I'm Tom Rogers. I am a history teacher, currently teach three days a week at a school in Liverpool. And I'm also director of uh, Edudate, Teachers Talk Radio and Teach Me Icons. Fantastic. I've been seeing a lot of this teacher talk radio. It really seems to have taken yeah. off. So maybe we can explore a little bit of that later on. But for now, mistake, mishap or triumph, Tom Rogers visits the land of Numpty. Where do you want to start? A mistake, a mishap or a triumph? I'll start on mistake. Go on then. I've got quite a number I could just say, but I'll try and pick a few. Number one, I think early in my career when I became a middle leader, so I'm into my 14th year now of teaching and after a few years of teaching, I became a middle leader for the first time and I made like a million mistakes actually in that period, but one of them was probably to think that I had to appear a certain way and be a certain way and that was a more corporate version of who I actually was and to buy into being this kind of vision of perfection, not not in terms of the way I look, but the way I sounded, the words I said, the way in which I led others had to be quite strong and quite businesslike and quite formal and quite standoffish. And for some reason, I developed this idea of leadership. And therefore, when I went into those leadership, those early leadership roles, kind of two or three early middle leadership roles that I had, I didn't really develop the kind of relationships with the teams that I was managing that I wanted to and I you know I still kind of regret certain elements of that but in some ways you know it wasn't my fault because I never really received the kind of guidance or training or mentoring that I would have I would have needed to identify what it was I was supposed to be doing and when I took on one particular role I feel like I was very I didn't stick to my core values but not consciously I, it's only looking back that I realized that I was compromising my values and my approach for the sake of a wider culture, which I thought I viewed as amazing at the time. I viewed as superior to me. It was a culture that I should have been changing for. And actually, in some respects, it was probably a toxic culture, in, certainly in terms of workload and in terms of like views towards kind of what teachers and human beings are capable of and I bought into that culture and I agreed with that culture by buying into it so I think those were mistakes I think they were understandable mistakes to make based on the context but they're still mistakes and if I could if I could go back I would have yeah there's some things I would have changed definitely and and if I was in that situation as me now at 36 rather than at 26 or 25 then I'd have definitely done things different. It's it's really interesting to hear you say that you felt the culture was superior to you. I've not heard it put like that before, but I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes you walk into a place 
and the culture, the, the way people behave as a default sort of setting is so strong, stark and embedded that it can feel superior to just me, just one person. And if that culture is potentially toxic, you get you can get swept along so easily and change. But even if it's even if it's not toxic, there might be elements of it that are toxic. So for example, it might not be toxic politically, but it might be toxic in terms of workload. And therefore you 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 think you need to buy into that workload. Might be great people, but incredible workload. So you you know, whatever that culture is, it's how you view it. And I definitely viewed certain cultures at that time as as kind of superior to other cultures and and i my expectation was that i needed to maybe i wouldn't go as far as change but i'd say maybe adapt to fit in with that because i needed to do it if i was going to be successful in my career yeah and that's and you know and and so i just buried myself in almost being a version of myself that 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 didn't encapsulate who i really was and what i really felt and actually you know probably looking back I mean if I hadn't have done that would I have been as successful I don't know would I have got the promotions would I have climbed the ladder if I hadn't have bought into these cult you know these things situations well it is Um, it's it's otherwise it's like a professional anarchy if we don't buy into the prevailing culture of where we work you get anarchy happening and the organization will will quickly stamp that out either by sacking or moving you on you know so there is a, a balancing act to be found there and one of the things I found in my headship was due to pressures and all sorts of situations outside of myself, but in the organization, I lost a little bit of my humanity. And I write in the book where I talk about, I could walk past you, not because I'm being rude, but I haven't registered that you are there. I've not registered that there's another person in my space. So I will just walk straight past you, not greet you, not say hello, not inquire after you because I'm so engrossed in I've got to get this I've got to get that done I've got to worry about this or focus on that and I lost just the basic I mean it sounds strange but when two dogs meet two two animals they they sniff each other they they greet that everything you know just greets the other the other version of itself if if it sees it you know walking along in the forest and I would just walk straight past people didn't even notice that they were there and later on, I soon got my humanity back when my staff were walked out on strike. <laughs> you know, later on, I realised that, you know, Diana, being that, <laughs> that weird leadership version of yourself is not yeah. the way to go. Leaders don't be, well, good leaders, effective leaders, nice leaders. There's nothing wrong with the word nice. I'm not like that. Be yourself. That's good enough. And if it's not good enough, then move on. But, you know, trying to be this... Oh, I think of a spitting image puppet. Do you remember spitting image, Tom? <laughs> this yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen it, but I know it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's this program of caricatures, really bad caricatures of the political classes of the people of the day. Yeah. And it was like, you could tell it was Margaret Thatcher, but it was an awful version of her, you know? And that's why yeah, I've, yeah. I've become an awful version of Diana. And that wasn't fair to me. It wasn't fair to my staff. It wasn't fair to the kids. But that's what happened because... I felt the pressure yeah. of a leadership culture that wasn't actually there, but I thought it should be there. I should be strong. I should be yeah. these things. And then I forgot. And then I wrote this statement later on. I'm human first, a leader second. I remember the importance of family, love, grace, and compassion. And honestly, things changed when I grasped that. 
you know so yeah. being humans is probably a way to go I yeah think. my my scenario to a lesser extent you know a scenario that i could put to you is you know is when you are told something and because you're young or because you want to buy into this culture, you take it at face value and you say, you know what, that, that must be right because that person's telling me or that organization's telling me and that, I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to go, you know what, that's right. That's absolutely right. And therefore, I'm going to do whatever it is you want me to do as a, as a middle leader or whatever, a, a leadership level, I'm going to do whatever it is you, you tell me to do or want me to do because I trust that you are superior. I trust that you are the answer that you know you know it all and and I, and I didn't I didn't question the cultures I didn't yeah I didn't I didn't do enough and it's weird because I am I have got a very questioning personality and this is what I mean I just my whole personality was just was just suppressed it was just like I suppressed myself completely and and I didn't feel confident enough to stand up alone against systems whereas you know I think there was like a point where I just kind of went, you know what, sod this. And that's kind of where I just quit. <laughs> and then I restart. And then I restarted. Yeah. And when I restarted, I was like, this is now me. I'm doing my thing. I'm playing to my strengths, but equally, I'm going to be more real. And it's, to be fair, you know, maybe if I'd have been more real to, and true to myself, maybe, maybe I would have had a better impact for other people within those cultures. But at the time, you know, you're young, you're like early 20s or whatever, or, or mid 20s. It's it's not. Yeah, I don't know. You, you know, I, I didn't know. I just didn't know what I should be doing or if I could be like that and get away with it. <laughs> it's not no. taught on your PGCE, is it? No. And this is my point. I, I don't think there's enough. Well, there isn't. Enough. I, know, I know there's like leadership courses and all that. But, you know, th there's still not enough, I feel, at that early step. Because the problem is people are getting promoted so quickly now. But before you know it, an NQT one year, two year down the line is already a leader. It's too late then. It's too late because that that young leader is going to have an impact on other professionals that can be absolutely profound. And it's too late then to, to go, oh, yeah, let's start a big like leadership, you know, kind of mentoring program with you. It's too late. It needs to happen really early because of and that's not right the fact that people are accelerating that fast but it is a reality of what's happening so profession, yeah, absolutely. yeah yeah let's think about a mishap a time where it started off absolutely fine it was going well and then it just went pear-shaped well i would say i i would say in one particular school i was in i think the, there was an element of holding it together and then burnout hits and if, you can only hold it together for so long you can only work 16 hour days or 15 hour days for so long and on the surface, things can be great. On the surface, things can go brilliantly. But then eventually, you're going to hit the you're going to hit the wall. So I'd say that's happened to me once. Wow! And you recognise it at the time? Was it when you look back, you realise it was burnout at the time? What did what did you? Yeah. Do? What vocabulary did you give no, it at the time? Yeah, no, I did. You did. I did recognise it? Yeah, I did. But but it was too late. Did you like... see it coming? Did you think I'm getting close to the edge? I'm getting close to it, or was it was it a almost like a cliff? cliff fall you know you're, you're on the cliff next time. I mean I just, woke up. I just woke up it was a Wednesday morning and I just woke up and I thought you know what I'm not doing this I can't do this anymore and I just I just stayed in bed and that was that and then I that? signed myself signed myself off occupational health were, were involved briefly mm -hmm. but at that point I I knew that it wasn't just a case of you know take a few weeks off and then go back it was I needed out 
of oh it was that profound it was that deep yeah 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 i mean i thought at that point i was going to leave the whole profession you know wow um yeah. i didn't but i genuinely thought at that time that was you know I, i've looked for something else but as i said you know at that time i'd only worked in well properly in two schools which isn't isn't enough to say I'm done. you know the reason that i'm done mm. is because i can't cope with this but no it might be the context around you that yeah. is making you feel that way so and and everyone feels different in different cultures so i can't necessarily turn around and say oh you know what it was all about that culture and how you know i it was the way i responded to that culture other people can thrive in certain cultures and that's why getting the right fit is important but yeah in terms of a mishap i think that that's one because i didn't see the burnout coming i carried on you know just carried on yeah and a relationship i was in also collapsed i wouldn't say necessarily as a result of that but that was a contributing factor and that happened at the same time and yeah it was just everything came together and i was like no and i took i mean i left and then i set up roger's history so i kind of like started to look on that angle of things and wasn't really sure exactly what shape that was going to take at that point but i started to look into that i got a business grant and then after about six months i was like you know what i fancy another pop in the classroom because i did miss the classroom and, yes. and that's when i look and that's when i i went international and and that and then that school in in spain was absolutely fantastic I had an amazing experience there the kids were absolutely brilliant and I was two and a half years there and, and I, I just loved it. And I, it reignited, you know, what I probably had in my first school. And yeah, yeah, I just got back on track a bit wow. and then realised, you know what, I can. I can come back. I can do, I can carry on, yeah. So let's talk about a triumph, Tom, a time when you absolutely smashed it. It just went brilliantly. I think, I think there's, in the last, in the last few years, I think there's been, there's been a number, I think I could say edgy date, you know, I think, you know, that, has had a huge that that went really well last year and it still is going well and I feel like that yeah that was a massive triumph to set something up from scratch from nothing and to see the results of it and the impact from it I think teach me icons I think teachers talk radio I would count already as a triumph even though it's only a couple of months old just tell us um, about that teachers talk radio it is new but just tell us what it is and how people can engage with it yeah, so essentially it's live radio, online internet radio. And we have a full schedule of shows, primarily from teachers, classroom teachers and, and other teachers involved. And there's basically a full schedule of shows happening every day, Monday to, well, every single day, seven days a week. And it's all live. And then obviously you can listen back as podcasts, but also you can text in, you can call in, you can, you know, in every single show, there's the option to, to kind of engage with, with the hosts. And, and yeah, we've, we've had some amazing guests and yeah, just a lot of fun, really. Where did the idea come from for that? Well, I've seen another few kind of, I wouldn't call them radio, so I'd seen a few other platforms like of, of teacher content. And I thought, you know, I thought this is an interesting version of, of that in the sense that everything's live. Everything's, you know, an immersive experience rather than just, you know, a podcast or, or, or whatever, you know. You know, it's slightly different. So I thought, yeah, we'll give that a cry. I, I like to try new things. You know, it's the same with Edgy Day. You know, I like I like the new innovative things. I yeah, that's what appealed. And then I wasn't sure. I didn't think, like being honest, I didn't think it would be 
as successful as it's been so far. A lot of work's gone in. Obviously, there's an amazing team. There's like Mal and Mal Krishnasamy, and there's other people within the team who and, and all the hosts who've driven it. It's not, you know, it has driven organically. It's not like Edgy Date where where I've done it, if you know what I mean. Like I've done Edgy Date. This has been a collective, a real collective team effort. And yeah, it's going really well. I mean, there's a long way to go. It's not, you know, I want it to be like, Reggie. yeah, I want to smash it. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I want it to be like the go-to, do you know what I mean? And yes. to make it that, you know, that'll take a while. It's only been going for like three or four months. So And yeah, I've been seeing it on Twitter. One of my one of my mentees, Sobia Iqbal, does a Sunday morning show. So I She's in the, she's amazing. She's really good. I'm so so proud of her. <laughs> she's so good. Yeah. Like I listen, like I listen to her show. There's a there's certain like shows where I'm like, yeah, I must and hers is one i'm like yeah i'm catching up with her because yeah. she's yeah she's really really interesting character i'm really just super professional you know yeah. like like you would have thought she'd been doing that for, for a bit eight. like you a bit like you actually Anna. <laughs> thank you <laughs> no when she said to me i'm going i'm gonna be on the radio i'm like what fantastic and I, I knew she'd be great but honestly when i listened i said you're just so proud of your mentee you know it's like the mother hen or something you know? yeah you're just really proud to see them spreading their wings and going off into the world and and all these sort of things like, it's, it's just been a, it's been no, a it's pleasure but if people want to engage with you or with your content where would they find you how can they get a hold of the things that you do you can visit just rogershistory.com, probably the easiest one, because then you can find links on there to, to Edudate, Teachers Talk Radio, Teach Me Icons, and all the other stuff I do, writing and different things. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I just do a lot of things because I enjoy doing it. That's, that's the thing now. I don't do, you know, whereas, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I was doing a lot of things because I felt like I had to do them. Whereas now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. And, wow. I, and, and you know, and I've been very lucky and fortunate that some of the things that I've tried have really came off. And now I'm in a position where I can push those on. So it, so that's so really in terms of people getting in touch with me, it's like I'm not an oracle. You know, like some people like they think, oh, he's, <laughs> you're, I don't not, know, they, you're not a guru. There's a, weird, <laughs> there's a weird thing of like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't know. I just. I mean, maybe, I, I mean, obviously, like some people, there's some people I would look at and be like, oh, they're, they're an oracle. But I don't, but when I think about it, I'm like, no one's an oracle, you know, like. No, no one's, we've all got experiences and some people are willing to share them. Yeah. And, and I think yeah, that's yeah, whether, whether you're accessible so that people can tap into what you've been through. And I say to people, here's my story. Here's what I know. If it's good for you, take it. If it's not, leave it. You know, it's take what take what's useful and leave the rest. It's like a it's like a buffet, isn't True. it? You know, I don't eat those True. bits, but I eat those bits. <laughs> you know, but True. it doesn't mean that I don't go to the buffet, you know. So that's it. But Tom, as a buffet, very, very interesting. Your life is and your stories. I mean, so thank you for sharing with us. I'll tell you what, that's the tip of the iceberg, but I won't go into like <laughs> all the <laughs> All the personal ones, but yeah, all the personal, personal ones. ones. That would yeah. be another show. Another <laughs> yeah. show. <laughs> but once again, can I say thank you very much to my guest today on Mistake, Mishap and Triumphs, Tom Rogers. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Diana. Thank you. You have been listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast, with me, your host, Diana Rezaghi, the author of the book Courageous Leadership, available on Amazon now. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or via the website courageousleadership.co.uk. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until then, goodbye.